Good evening. Welcome to the PSI podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI basic course as a free resource for you and your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the PSI basic as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psibasicseminar.com. The topic for tonight's call is leadership and contribution. And your speaker for tonight is PSI facilitator Tim O'Kelly. Tim started his journey in personal growth in 1988 when he attended all of the PSI courses. He made a decision to make this his life's work and became a trainer in 1991. He is passionate and loves this work. Tim, are you with us? I am with you. Thank you. Wonderful. We're so much looking forward to your teaching on leadership and contribution tonight. All right. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am honored um, to be a uh, to be asked to do this, uh, honored and very humbled because part of me says, you know, uh, such a, a two, not just one topic, two big topics um, put together on this. So um, I, 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 I'm, I feel very humbled to, 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 to talk about these two. These are two that are very, very important to me in my life. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. So, um, you know, the first thing I want to jump in with is, you know, you hear leadership. You know, and that is such a huge topic that, you know, I'm just going to take, you know, a small slice and just my take on it. I am no expert in leadership. You know, I'm not sure that there's anybody, maybe a few in history who have been, but I'm definitely not. But it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, so when I, you know, when I think of, of, of leaders, when I think of leadership, I think about our, you know, one, we have uh, PSI seminars at leadership classes. You know, people interested in, in, in being leaders. And it's fascinating how many people want to be leaders when it's such a huge topic and a responsibility. But Mr. Wilhite, the man who created, co-created these classes in this, in this company, I remember I can hear him saying, you know, ask yourself, you know, ask yourself that question. Are you a leader? You know, and even say that to yourself. And you can do that right now. If you're listening tonight, just say that to yourself. You don't have to say it out loud unless you want to, but to yourself. I am a leader. And say that to yourself and just see what happens. And what Mr. Wilhite talked about is it's not leading people. Leading people is a result Okay, so leading uh, a company, leading a government, leading a, a, a town, leading anyway, leading people is a result of something that occurs. And that is something that happens inside of a man or woman. That people, and I don't like to use follow because it's not really even follow anymore. And, and, and it can be in a business situation, but. Is this somebody, is this a person that I want to look up to? Is this a person that I want to learn from? Is this a person that I want to see their 
you know, the way that they operate and, and, and simulate that at some level. Is this someone that I'm willing to take a risk with? And so leadership of self is what I think is the most fascinating topic is how do we lead ourselves? What is personal leadership? You know, and then it, I go back to this, this moment that I did in the basic in 1988 when I went into Long Beach Convention Center, had no idea what I was doing. I was recommended to take the basic course by my boss. Of course, I thought, well, that's a smart move. Send somebody of your employees to personal development and you make more money. I was a bit cynical back then. <laughs> um, and, and so I went and, and one of the first pieces that I heard in the basic class and and, and I promise it won't ruin it for anybody who's listening who has not done the basic yet. Um, but it was a very simple concept, and it was in the opening of a four-day class. And it talked about this idea that Socrates worked with thousands of years ago um, about change. And it was, a, it was a pretty simple topic, but it was it, it sizzled in my brain, and it still is to this day. It has not left. That's what's so great about the basic. When something gets in and hits the heart, at least that's what I'll call it, hits the heart, it doesn't leave. It's something that's with us for the rest of our life. And this was one of those. When talked about change, that the only thing constant in this whole universe is change. And in the process of, of change, there is either two forms, growth or decay. We are either growing, maturing, elevating, and if we are not, see, that was the main point. It's not just one or the other, but no, what I got was if I am not growing, if I am not maturing, am not, if I am not elevating, if I am not climbing higher, and I'm not talking about just the ladder of success, but if I'm not risking, if I'm not elevating, if I'm not challenging myself, there's only one other place I can be operating in my life, and that is a place of decay. And I realized in 1988, even though I was in my 20s, I was in decay. And I never saw it. And I did the best I could to put the best face on to pretend like everything was okay. But I'd stopped risking. I'd stopped challenging myself. I'd stopped going for it. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to make mistakes. I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be laughed at. Right? So I'd stopped. So when I talk about personal leadership, that's all it is for me. And again, I'm not here to say that that's all leadership is. But that's what it is for me, and I believe that's what it is for a lot of people, is who do you look up to? You know, who inspires you? Who causes you to want to just be a better human being, regardless of leadership? Just who is it in the world that you look up to, that you listen to, you watch, that inspires you to do good things? That's someone who I think is working on personal leadership, right? Are you growing? And what we're not talking about by growing is, is reading. Reading is a part of it. But people get lost in, I, I, I'm listening to, you know, to, to even podcasts. And I know that we're on a podcast right now, but yet I know you're going to get off this podcast here in a little bit. And then I guess the question is, what are you going to do when you get off the podcast? Right? Not reading, not listening, but actions. What actions are you taking that show you you are truly committed to growth? 
to you expanding, to you elevating consciousness, to you elevating your spirit, to elevating your emotions, to, to as we get older, are we getting better? You know, are your best days behind you? You know, were your best days in high school? Were your best days in college? Were your best days? Is that what we talk about? Are your best days coming? Have you been in practice, you know, all your life for what's coming? Are your best days ahead, right? So a, a path of growth, I think, is the most key essential to leadership. Because then people will naturally, if you want them to, and maybe you don't want them to, but if you want them to, to follow you or to emulate you or to, 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 to be their best, I think that's mandatory. Is are you risking? Are you growing? Are you elevating? Now, on that topic, I want to talk about something that might be a little uncomfortable for a moment. What I appreciate about every single person who's on this podcast right now is your willingness to go search out, your willingness to go seek out this kind of work because this work is not mainstream. It is not, you know, if you think about someone who listens to someone talk about the basic course and they say, well, if it's so great, you know, why didn't I hear about this on the news? If it's so great, you know, why isn't it on commercials? Why aren't they, you know, it's commercials, why? If it's if this concepts are so great, why didn't I learn it in school? You know, and and what's so fascinating about this is if you want to seek truth, if you want to seek out deep truth, it's not on TV. It's not on the news, it's not on commercials, it's not on billboards, it's not in school. So where is it? It's in moments like this where we have to go seek it out. It's not mainstream. And it will not be mainstream, I don't think, for a long time until enough people decide it to be. You know, if you ever watch Star Wars, where did Luke Skywalker have to go for wisdom? He had to travel to a swamp on another planet to find Yoda, right? And that's what's so great about this work is We've got to be seekers of it. It's not mainstream. It's not going to come to us. We've got to go find it. We've got to go find these, these ideas, these concepts that are not on the news. They're not on CNN. You don't hear Anderson Cooper talk about the benefits of meditation. You don't hear any of the mainstream people talk about it because they're paid millions of dollars not to because it doesn't fit. Right? And I know that might be uncomfortable to hear, but just watch it and check it out. It's not. It's podcasts like this. It's going to seminars, it's going to workshops, it's going to gatherings, it's going to meetings in your neighborhood about maybe a law of attraction. That's leadership, to go seek out ways that I can be a better human being. That's leadership, okay? So let me give you a quick example before I move into now the, the bridge between uh, leadership and contribution. I'm almost 60 years old, I'll be 60 coming up. Um... And just how this applies to me in my life is at 60 years old, uh, my, my goal, I have a new goal, um, got to have goals, you know, and first of the year, I know it's easy, even though there's really no difference between the last month and this month, really. But it's something about the, you know, starting a new month or a new year, right? Got to have some big goals, you know, um, it's another way to find out if you're really, a, really a leader, how big are your goals, you know, are, again, are you elevating yourself? 
What's your biggest risk? Have you already planned your biggest risk for this year? And if not, you got a lot to work with as far as leadership goes. Okay, so my goal is to have perfect health. Now, that's not this year goal. Okay, this is a way of life that in my 60s moving forward that I will not take medication, that I will not take any medicines, right? Um, that I will not have any vices, you know, uh, not to have to wake up and drink coffee every day. I'm not saying don't drink coffee. I'm just saying that that's, I don't want to have to have that. I have to go do that. Um, that if I ever want to have a cup of coffee, I might have one, had had one in, in, in a while, but, but uh, to not have to do anything every day, not have to take a medicine, not have to take a pill, not have to take anything outside of me, not have to take a cigarette, you know, or anything like that. So perfect health. Why? Because 60 years old, I've got a two-year-old daughter. I have a two-year-old, uh, two I have a two-month-old daughter. I have a two-year-old son. I have a four-year-old son. I have a 26-year-old daughter, and I'm almost 60. This is insane. This is not normal. <laughs> this is not mainstream. I, I, you can tell I'm on that a little bit. And, and, and that's what's great about it is, no, it's not. Yet it's really, really the most fascinating thing I've ever done in my life is to raise children at this age. Right. So to be a leader, you know, I'm not going to tell them what to do in their life. I'm not going to tell my kids, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. No, I don't want that. I want them to look up and go, well, when I think of the word integrity, I think of my dad. See that right there. I don't think I can go any further around leadership. That is leadership to me is that if one of my children can look up and someone talks about integrity out there in the world, then one of my sons or my daughters can think of, you know, that's my dad. Whether they say it or not, that's leadership, is how I choose to live my life right now. What example am I? Okay. Now, I want to move into leadership and contribution. If you or I really want to make a difference in this world, if, you're, if, you are, if the topic of contribution thrills you at all, then here's my take on it. How can you deeply affect another human being? At the deepest level, think about that. How can you? So think about this. Go back in your mind and go back to your life. And who are those people that significantly affected your life? That you look back and you'll never forget him. You'll never forget her because of what they did. Those people that had the biggest impact, like a coach in school, maybe a teacher in school. But if you put all of those people, you brought them together, you put them in front of you and you looked at them. And then you thought about what did they do that causes me to take their memory to the grave with me? I mean, that, that just that impactful. You think about it. And as you go through each person, guess what you're going to see? They all did the same thing. Every one of them did the exact same thing because there is only, and this is, I truly believe this, there's only one way to deeply impact another person. So if you're talking about contributing, I'm not talking about just giving to people. And I mean, those are phenomenal. But if you really want to make a deep impact on this planet to other people, do what all those people have done. And it's not love. And I'm not, please hear, I'm not talking anything negative about love. It's one of the most powerful things that there is. But just love does not deeply impact somebody. What is it? 
Well, whoever it was, however they did it, caused you to think different. Period. They caused you to think different about yourself first. Maybe a coach believed in you and pushed you harder than you've ever been pushed to the point where you broke through and now you have a different belief about yourself. When a person shifts a belief about themselves, their life changes. Until that happens, life really doesn't change. People can go through their whole life and not ever have the dream, not ever live a fulfilled, passionate, crazy, great life. They can be basically a drone. And when someone comes into their world and causes them to believe something different about themselves, maybe about the world, about humanity, you know, one of the greatest beliefs that I have broke through around this work is this consciousness that for so long, I believe that people hurt each other. You know, that I've been hurt and I've been let down. I've been hurt by so many people. And I realized that by doing this work, and it's taken a while, I give you that. There's a truth that says no one can hurt you. Now, physically, yes. The largest organ on the human body is the skin, right? Someone can come up and punch you and you're going to feel something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our emotional life. How much you hear this world give away their power by saying to other people, you hurt my feelings. And a truth is, no one can hurt your feelings. And your, your next thought might be, oh, I remember hearing that a long time ago. No one can hurt your feelings unless you let them. You cannot even let somebody else hurt your feelings. You know? Our feelings are stored away in our subconscious mind, and no one can touch them except ourselves. And when we don't understand how to handle pain and how to handle upset, a breakup, a divorce, a, uh, a loss of a business, yes, there is pain. But it's never because of what somebody did. It is our own experience of it. That's transformational. That's life-changing to not ever be angry at somebody. That is contribution, in my opinion. Okay? So if you really are about making a difference in this world, I would set out to do that. How can you? What are your strengths? What are your talents? What are you passionate about that can cause someone to think different? You've heard it before. You change the way you think, you change your life. And I tell you what, on a bigger scale right now in this world, there's more people, I have experienced more people right now, more rigid in their thinking, more locked in to this is the way that it is. Very decisive, uh, very uh, uh, split, you know, um, this against them this against them, them against them, that are we open to literally setting goals to change our perspectives every month, every quarter, every year, to change the way I see things versus this is the way I see things always. You know, to have a different perception of change. There's, there's very little that we control, very little that we control. I believe the only thing that we control is our thinking, our nervous. You're being breathed right now. You're not breathing consciously. I'm not breathing. I'm being breathed. My nervous system does that. What do I control? The only thing I control is the way I think, what my beliefs are. And then out of that, 
produces my results. And out of that, people watch. And people either want to maybe be a part of that or, or not. So if you really do want to affect large amounts of people, Find out how you, with what your talents are and strengths are, how can you cause them to change the way they think? How can you cause them to believe something different? And I'm not talking to believe what you believe. That's not what I'm talking about. PSI Seminars does not do that at all, to come in and go, here's what you must believe. No. But to come in and look at your beliefs. Because, and I don't have the time, and and that's another topic right here, is where are our beliefs? Where are they stored? They're not in the conscious mind. They are in the subconscious mind. And most of us don't even know what our beliefs are. And that's what is so powerful about this work is to come in and just do a personal study on yourself about what do you believe? Because we go through a whole day without ever questioning it. Because when we wake up, most people wake up and one of the first thoughts are, what do I got to do today? You've heard this. There's more human doings than human beings. What have I got to do today? Okay. So... How can you make the biggest difference? How can we contribute to this world to grow, to risk, to strive, to want to be just a better human being, to want to eat better? You know, what would cause someone to want to eat better? And I know I'm on that right now. I'm in the middle of a 21-day cleanse, raw vegetables, raw fruit, water, or green tea for 21 days. Why? This is not easy. And when I started it, the, 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 the guy who turned me on to it, he said, it's hard. And I said, cool. <laughs> he said, you're different. And I said, well, no, I'm not. But thank you. But I understood what his point was. Yeah, I want it hard. I want it tough. I want it challenging because you, uh, you or I will never find out what we are truly made of until we are challenged. You will never find out your limitations until you're pushed to them. You will never find out what is on the other side of fear until you challenge yourself to break through that. And I remember Will Smith had a great line and he said, and he used the word God, and I'm not here to to push that by any means, but I remember him saying that he believes that God put all of the most incredible experiences right on the other side of fear. So not everybody would be able to experience them at the same time. I thought that was hilarious. And isn't it true? We will never find out how courageous we are. We'll never find out how much we love. We'll never find out how much we care until we take ourselves on. And that's personal leadership. And I promise you, people will want that. People gravitate toward that. But you know what? You've got to go out there and open your mouth about this work. Because it's like I said, it's not on billboards. You're not going to see it on TV. It's not advertised. It's not talked about. It's not talked about by our government. It's not talked about by our school system. You know, you don't, you think about all the school that we went to. Did we ever learn how to change our attitude? Did a child ever go to school and learn how to, if I feel bad about myself, if I feel less than, if I feel inferior, how do I change that? Nobody teaches that. This kind of work does. This kind of work deals with, I think, the most important part of life. And that's how to 
how to live and how to make those changes. You know, we don't control anything other than our thinking. We don't control the events outside of us. We don't control the events that are going to happen today. The only thing that we do control is our experiences in relationships to those. So that's my take. I could talk a lot more about it. Um, I, I think I'll get to talk a little bit more as we answer um, some questions. So, Kat, um, are you still there? I am here. I've been listening to what you have going on. I'm so excited for your cleanse and your health. Um, I've been working on some of that myself. Uh, before we go into questions, I just want to take a moment for everyone on the call who has not yet done our classes. Uh, if you want more tools to support you in stepping into your leadership, uh, the PSI Basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away uh, to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for the results that you really want to create in your life, at the basic seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. Again, if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to PSIBasicSeminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Now, for some questions. First off, from MS, even though I am looked at to as a leader in my career, I sometimes feel as though my voice is not heard. How can I make my voice heard as a leader? Wow. That is a great question. Um, okay, here we go. First of all, everything around this work any question like that, any, any struggle, any challenge, any difficulty, any, we've got to go back to ourself, obviously. It's not how to get people to listen. I think we all know that. Even though sometimes we attempt to do that. How can I get people to listen to me? They're not listening to me. They're the problem. My kids don't listen to me. My family doesn't listen to me. The government doesn't. Nobody listens to me. How do I get them to listen? Well, obviously, we cannot do that. But the question is, how do I get my voice heard? So I would say the challenge to that is to go inward. And first of all, what do you believe deeply about yourself in relationship to your voice? What struggles do you have? What limitations do you have? What fears do you have? What beliefs do you have about the world here in your voice? That's where you got to start. Because if it's not coming out and affecting people the way that you want it to, we got to go inside. Okay? So it could be an unconscious. I'm saying that because I'm being so politically correct right now. It is because of a belief. It always is. Everything comes back to it as far as ourself goes. What is my belief unconsciously 
about if my voice was heard in this world, what am I afraid of? Now, please hear this. It's unconscious. I don't think you walk around consciously saying, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of this. And if I put my voice up, no, you got to go inward. That's why I say, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure if, the, if, if you are a, a guest or have not done the classes or have not done maybe work like this before. That's where you've got to go now and seek out like you are right now. And if you are a, a, a grad, um, when are you going back in and, and re-auditing the, the basic course? Um, when are you going to go into a leadership course and to staff a leadership course? Um, you've got to find some time for you to get into you because sometimes, well, most of the time in a day we don't. We're busy. We have a lot of things going on. We have kids. We have deadlines. We have, you know, everything. We've got to escape that and get back into give me some time for myself and go inward. And I would really examine what are your fears? What are your not enoughs? What are your I just don't think I matter? What is it? it you know, it, it, if you take a look at a child and there's pretty much two determining factors if a child is going to be successful, there's really two major ones. Does a child believe that they're important? If a child believes that they're important, they're pretty much set. If a child believes that they're a burden, they're a pain in the butt, they're not listened to, they're a mistake, they're whatever. Oh, they'll act that out the rest of their life until they maybe come and do some work and make some changes. But does a child believe that they're important? One. The next one is, is a child willing to take risks? If a child believes that they're important and they're willing to take risk, they're pretty much set. So to go back now, maybe we weren't feeling that. Maybe we didn't experience that growing up, that I was important. And that wouldn't be conscious. Please hear that. That's why this work is, is mandatory. We got to go in and do some exercises and some experiential work where we get to see the inside of us, not the outside of us, the inside of us. You know, and let, let me give you an example and I'll, I'll move forward with this, but you know, take someone out of the leadership role. Take someone who wants to be in a relationship. You know, say it's a, it's, a, it's a man or a woman who really deeply wants to have a relationship but struggles in relationships. Maybe they find themselves working too much or finding everything else to do but be in a relationship, but they really do want to be in a relationship. And they go out and they date. It just never works out. Things just never click, whatever. Well, if underneath it all... This person believes at a deep level because of past experiences that relationships are hard. Men are whatever might come up for you there as far as any kind of a negative. Women are any kind of a negative. Um, they're painful. They hurt. Well, and if that's going on in the subconscious mind, I don't care how much you go out there and put yourself out there. It's not going to work. Not until that belief is busted up. And those beliefs, again, are unconscious. That's why we got to do this work. So my recommendation is get yourself back in the work or get into the work and go inward and find out what do you believe about your voice? Because that's the only thing that's stifling it. That's the only thing that's keeping it reserved. If it is, that's the only thing. You bust more of that up, it will naturally come out and it will. there will be an effect always. Okay. All right, Kat. All right. Next question from JG. How do you lead others when you feel like you can't even manage yourself or your own life? 
<laughs> Haven't we all been there before? Ah, oh, wow. You know, the only thing that, that, that comes up for me on that one is, we're just going to take this actually a little bit different topic, that do we always affect people? You know, do we always, is there law cause and effect? Do we affect by our actions, our thoughts, the way that we operate? Do we affect people? Obviously, the closest ones around us. Yes, we do. So can we lead people in a negative direction? Well, you can't make them go in a negative direction, but can we influence and can we have a negative effect? Yeah, we can. So I, what happens for me when I hear that question is, if that was me and if I was in that and I have been there as we all have been, you're not going to be the most effective leader. And here, here's why. Because if you take a look at very effective leaders, like if we're going to do a business scenario right now. If you're going to take a look at a, a CEO or a, a leader of a company or, you know, the owner of a restaurant, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the situation is. And they have employees. Have you ever seen times where it's coming to be four o'clock in the afternoon at a company and there's a shift that happens around four o'clock where the mindset starts to shift to preparing to leave, Right. Have you ever seen people before 30, they start getting their desk clean, they start sending out their final emails, 15 till, they're cleaned up, they got their jacket on, 10 till, they're in sprinter's position at their door, 5 till, waiting, and 5 o'clock, they are out, right? And then have you ever seen a company or a group of people that don't do that, that want to be there? that aren't managed by clock, that want to produce results, that want to be a part of a team, that will stay late, that will get there early, that will work through lunch, not because they have to, because they love to. Why? I think that's the leadership. That's an executive. That's someone on top who's creating such an environment that people want to, not because they have to, because they want to. And that person, whoever that person is, is creating such an atmosphere that is one of the healthiest atmospheres in a company. How do they do that? Well, I tell you what, that person has done a lot of work. Because the one thing that you cannot stop, the one thing that you cannot is reading people and truly know what's going on with someone. Because that comes through always. So if a, an executive really deeply cares, that is always felt. And if an executive is always doing it for the money, using people, those are the people who would be lined up at 5 o'clock ready to go. It's felt. It's known. But do you find someone who deeply cares about people and deeply cares about a team that has elevated themselves so high to get out of themselves that really can get out of them and care about the beauty and the, the just the pure vibrancy of people winning 
of people coming together and making something happen. That's a leader. That's a leader who cares. So when we cannot manage our life and we cannot get our stuff together, stop and get yourself together. And if you want to get yourself together the fastest way, you got to get into a class. Don't watch TV. <laughs> Don't watch the news. Get into a course and find out whoever, I wish I was talking to the person right now who's in front of me, find out what's going on inside. What's going inside where there's a conflict that caused you not to manage your life right now? Because that's where it is. It is inside. It is not outside. It is inside. Something's going on in your belief structure where you are not being the best you. No matter how much you go try it, there's something inside that where you've got conflict. Get in. If, and if you have done the basic course, um, that's why we have the out of privilege. Go back. Go back. Go back. I went 10 times after my class in October 1988. I went back and staffed or reoted 10 times in a row because I knew I didn't get it all. And nobody's going to. So get working on you. Get back into you. Get you cleaned up and then step into leadership. Okay. Uh, that leads into this question from ER. Uh, what advice do you have for a person taking on a leadership role in a new organization and leading a team that is already established? Great question. Great, great question. Um, <clears throat> wow, there's so much we could do here. Um, I'd say the first thing that, 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 that comes up for me is when you go into a company that people have already been there and you're the new one, um, and I'm sure you already know this, uh, get ready um, because you're going to be tested. And I think you have to be tested. And I think people have the right to test someone new who's coming in. Um, so just know that that's going to happen. You are up for a huge challenge. Right. So one, just understanding that and knowing that that is going to happen and knowing it's for a good reason. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be uncomfortable. You've done most of the work right there versus coming in and being challenged and being tested and then reacting to it and then getting angry at them. That's what most do. No, but if you know. If you know that that's going to happen and it has to happen and it's for your benefit and it's for their benefit too because that's how a team gets created is through challenge. A great team always comes together through challenge, not through comfort, not through smooth, not through easy. Nothing happens great there. It's through challenge. So you're going to be challenged. So there's one. Get ready for the challenge. You know what's coming and it's for the best. It's for the good for everybody. Okay. Now. The other thing that I would do, um, if you haven't done this yet, um, whatever company you're, you're going into, um, be really, really clear on the contribution or the value of this company. Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's not the whole company. Maybe it's a, a division of the company. You know, you have to work with that one. But what is the contribution of this company? What is the benefit to the world of what the work you're doing? And are you aligned with that? Are you completely bought in? Are you aligned with the value of this company? 
whatever product, whatever their service. If it's a business, they've either got a product or they've got a service. Are you aligned with it? Is it in the deepest part of your core of what this company does? That is mandatory. If you're shaky, if you're wavering, if you're not really clear and playing the part, um, you're not going to make it. And you're not supposed to make it. I truly believe that. You're not supposed to. Be. That's why they challenge. That's why I truly believe the new, the pe the guard will always challenge somebody coming in new. How much do you care? How much do you care? How much do you care? How much do you care about the company? How much do you care about what we're doing? How much do you care about our product? And if you're clear and you're grounded, you'll be fine. Yeah, and you'll have challenges, of course, but that's mandatory. And of course, I could talk so much on different topics on that, but I'd say those are two most important things. Know what's going to happen. It's happened for a reason, and it's a good reason. And be really, really clear on the contribution of what you're doing and what your people are doing in the company to this world. Okay? Uh, great. Next from SB. What are some things that introverts can do to be better leaders? <laughs> ah, I, I laugh because I'm an introvert. And there's going to be some grads on this go, oh, you just lied to people. No, I did not. No, I did not. And what's fascinating about this is a lot of people who choose to be public speakers, which I never, I, even when I say those words, I just want to, eh. I don't consider myself a public speaker. I don't think I'm a great speaker. Uh, I think I'm a, a master facilitator. I really do. I have to own that now after almost 30 years. A facilitator is different than a public speaker. But anybody who's usually in front of people on a stage, most of them are introverts. And how you'll know that is, is how they operate when they're not on stage. And I'll tell you exactly what happens for me. When I'm not on stage, I want to be alone. I want to go inward. Um, because it's nothing for me to be in front. Give me more people. The more confident, the better I am. Get me off stage in with the crowd more one-on-one. -on -one, it can be terrifying. And I'll find, I'll find things to go do. I'll find things. I've got to be busy. I've got to go do things, right? Because it's scary. So introverts, introverts who want to make a difference, um, I would do, I would do exactly that. Find a way for you to get in front of an audience, find a way for you to. And when I say an audience, please, please hear this. Um, an audience is, 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 is just a group of people, but you are doing a presentation. You are, you've learned some skills to do a presentation on something. And what you might find is that when you're in front of a group of people and you're doing a presentation, something's going to start happening for introverts. And they realize, wait a minute, this is, I can be really great at this when I've lived most of my life thinking introverts could never do that. No, introverts are the ones doing it. That's their platform. So to find a way, you know, if you're a grad and, and you've done the courses, go into your city and start doing presentations on the basic course. Start getting up and getting, going to, to a, you know, a business that has, you know, five or six people that want to listen to this. And get in on a platform when you're in front of people, but obviously make sure that you've done your due diligence. Make sure you've done your work. You know, you know what you're talking about. And yeah, you're not going to be great at it at first, and that's okay. You're going to get there because that's where introverts can find their place, is, believe it or not, on stage. 
So get up in front of people. Start with four, start with five. I started with nine, okay, 30 years ago. All right, Kat. Next from MS, what is the most important thing to work on besides myself? Nothing. <laughs> um, I, I was on a phone call once with a woman who was doing a conference call. You know, uh, it was uh, on having great relationships. You know, it was, I don't, even, I don't even remember how long ago this was. And I heard that topic and I went, I've got to jump on. Because at this stage, when you start doing this work and you start having it be your life, not doing just classes, but, but where it is your life of what is my next 10? What is my next level? What's my next risk? What's my next challenge versus no, I'm good. This is just the way that it is. So if you are really committed to leadership, personal leadership, which is growth, taking risk, then you'll hear things like that. And you're like, wait a minute, great relationship. Someone's talking about great relationships. Remembering, no, it's not on TV. It's not in school. We have to find them. Instead of being cynical about it, you know, we got to be open to it. So I, I, I jumped on that call and I hear this woman talking and I, 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 I Marianne Williamson was the one who's talking. And I jumped on the call and it was a great, great call. You know, and, and, and we had question answers. And so I asked a question to her and I said, I said, if you can just say, give everybody on this call one tip with everything that you've said, one tip to have a great relationship, what would it be? What do we have to work on? And guess what she said? Be great. What the point was, if you want a great relationship, you've got to be great. Not work on the other person. You don't work on the other person. We don't change somebody. That's personal leadership. Be great in a relationship. And then come in and do the basic course and realize that one of the biggest detriments to anything is blaming somebody else. To blame them for anything. The only thing we can work on is ourself. Now... I'm not sure when we talk about that, that, you know, we can work on our health. We can work on all that, but that's still ourself. Um, can you work on your relationship with a higher power? Yes. Yet that still to me is it's my relationship with the higher power, my beliefs about a higher power, my respect or disrespect, whatever it may be. It all goes back to ourself. And so I would say nothing, nothing is more important than working on ourself. Um, you go on an airplane. If you have a child on an airplane, whose mask goes on first? Ours. You want to be a great parent, right? Then be great. Be great. I don't think there's anything else. I could be completely wrong, too, and I'm willing to be. But that's why I am I now. All right, Kat. All right, next from JC. What are the ways to contribute, and how can you make your contribution influence millions of people? Well, you know, I've already talked about that. Um, if you see, okay, contribution, making a difference, profoundly affecting someone's life. There's different degrees of it, right? 
So I've already ta- covered that. If you want to profoundly affect another human being's life, um, you've got to challenge them. You've got to challenge them to bust up a current belief, a current way of thinking about themselves, about relationships, about money, about love, about life, about humanity. Even Einstein said about the universe, do you believe that you live in a friendly universe or a hostile universe? Based on the way that you answer that question dictates everything that you do. Right? So whatever our beliefs are, you truly want to impact somebody, create a way for people to come in and do some work and challenge themselves, to see something different, to believe something different about themselves. That's ultimately the way. Now, if we take that just on a different level, and what just popped in my mind is, is, is going to, uh, to a store Right. Uh, I think most of us experience this at some level going to a store during holidays. It brings out a lot of the people who are struggling and you'll see people standing in a parking lot with their signs up wanting money. Okay, Um, how is the best way that we can contribute to them? How's the best way that we can be of service to them? How's the best way that we can affect them? And I think most of us know it's not money Um, that enables them. And do I know that some need that money to survive that day? Yes. But the most important thing we can do is inspiration. Most important thing we can do is go find at at the bookstore, go find, get online and get living synergistically. It's a very small book that Mr. Wilhite wrote and hand them that. Ask them to read it. A small little book that you see at the store about something positive, about something inspirational. Hand it to them. Not band-aid it with, with just giving money but inspiration because that's the only time that they're ever going to change their life is if they start to believe something different. If they start to believe something different about themselves, about what's possible, maybe there is some hope in this world. Maybe people care enough that something big can happen. You see, that's got to be inward and money doesn't do that. Right? So if you truly want to make a difference that way, it's how are you inspiring people? How are you inspiring people by the way you think, by the way that what comes out of your mouth? Does anything negative come out of your mouth in a day? If so, why? Why do you choose that? That's your choice. It is. Are you an optimist? You know, do you believe in the best of people? Do you see the best in people? Do you choose to see the best in people or do you find what's wrong? Now, to take that to a higher level, which is your last party question is, to millions of people? Well, one way that you could do that, and I'm not sure that anybody here is going to do this, but the one way you can do it is have billions of dollars. Have billions of dollars. What I mean by that is have such a large corporation that you can start putting out commercials. I saw a commercial yesterday. Drink a Coca-Cola every day. You'll be happy. Think about that. Drink a Coca-Cola every day and you'll be happy. That's mainstream. So if you want to affect millions of people, have billions of dollars, open up a large corporation and start affecting this world because that's one way to do it is who controls the narrative, who controls the information that goes out into the world. Now, if you're not about that, then get somewhere on a stage and get a group of people and start with a group of people. It's exactly what Mr. Wilhite did. His dream, his mission was world peace. He knew he wouldn't see it in his lifetime. He knew. He just knew that he wasn't going to. He died at 42 years old. He, he, he knew he wasn't going to see it in his lifetime. So what did he do? He created classes. 
he created classes that could live on after him. And the way that it could live on is not depend on mainstream, not depend on anything other than word of mouth. One person to one person, one person to one person, one person to one person, then got five people there and then five people go out. That's what makes things happen. So to get on a platform, find something that you're deeply passionate about that truly deeply affects people, which is causing them to challenge themselves, to shift the way that their consciousness is, to elevate it, and then have them go out and do the same. That's the only way it's ever been done. Or the billions of dollars. Either one. All right, Kat. Well, we have quite a few people on this call who have not yet done the classes. So I was hoping you could take a couple of minutes to talk about the PSI Basic Seminar and our trilogy of classes and how PSI is different from other trainings that you might find out there. Um, yes. Okay, so I'm going to take the next six hours. to. I'm just kidding. I could, though. Um, it's the, it's It's... Ah, it's mandatory. If these two topics mean something to us, this work is mandatory. Um, I believe it's what should we, we should be doing a majority of our day. Now, I'm not saying just <laughs> do a class every day. No, but the thinking, the challenging our thinking, the challenging of our belief system, taking a risk every day. Neuroscience proved in 2012 there's four things you can do every day to be happier. One of them is to risk every day. That's the work, right? So the basic course, and it is, it is the basic course. It is an entry-level course that no matter how much work you've done will be a great experience, especially the more work you've done and then you come in and look at it from this perspective, it's really, really exciting. Now, if you're a first-timer, it is entry-level. For, for a reason, right? So the basic course very simply does this. You'll, you'll come in and you'll just start doing some listening. You start listening to the facilitator, right? And please hear this. The facilitator does not tell you what to do. That is not what this class is. This course is not, here's what you need to go do. Here's what you need to go do. No. Now, is there a little bit on this call that does that? That if you want this, then go, yes, absolutely. These are just things that work. But in a, dis a discovery process like that, it's not what it is. What you'll be doing is listening and you'll find yourself, I promise you, challenge me on this one. If you haven't done the class, come in and challenge me on this one. You'll come in and you'll just be listening. Be skeptical. Of course you will be. I think it's, I think it's very positive to come in skeptical. Um, and if you think you need to be not skeptical, no. Bring your skepticism in. It's a protection that keeps you safe. And you'll start listening. And there's going to be a point where you go, oh, my Lord, or God, or universe, whatever you call it, I do that. And right when you do that, right when you have that moment and you're like, oh, I do that, and I didn't see that I have done that, you have just started the work. When, and if you could see me right now, I'm hitting my forehead. And every person who's on this podcast knows what I'm talking about. That that's what the basic course is, is a constant, what, why didn't, oh my, why didn't I, why didn't I learn this in school? Truths, fundamental truths versus lies that we have possibly been taught about life. And they've been passed on from generation, 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 generation. But you'll find those small ones, like that one that, I believed all the way up until the class. I mean, and it didn't. 
resolve in the class, but that people made me mad. I really believed that. I never even thought that there was another possibility. I never even knew that there was anything other than that. That's what is because it was all around me. He hurt my feelings. She broke my heart. You hear this. Oh, that's the way that it is then. And to come in and start to look at that possibility, not like you have to believe it. No, not at all. But there's going to be an exercise in the basic course that I think is the most powerful exercise in the whole basic course, which is around that topic. And that's what the work is, is coming in and just sitting and listening and looking at how I've lived and how I am in my own way. And a whole nother world that exists that we can live if we choose to. But not just by yourself either, with a lot of other people that are loving it. PSI Seminars, longest running seminar company in North America. Why? Because it works. And because a lot of people leave the class insisting that everybody in my world, everybody in my family has got to do this. Because it's just positive, it is healthy, and it is good. And is it challenging? Yes, it is challenging. Because the challenging part about it is looking at ourselves. Most people don't want to. But if there's, if you're on this call, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bold right now. I'm going to take a risk. If you're on this call, on this podcast, you want to. Come in and do a personal study of yourself. Then once you do that, once you do the basic course and you see some fundamental beliefs that have been in the way and you really want to start busting these things up, then you'll do everything that's available. Life success course, seven days. Now, up out in nature. Uh, not not going to be eating granola and all that, but you're going to be on a ranch in Northern California, away from your world, away from business, away from everything, to get out in nature and to do some phenomenal work with people all over the world that come together for this, for the life success course. That is a completely experiential course where um, these beliefs that you have and more that you didn't realize and you'll still learn there, um, bust up. Meaning to deeply at an experiential level realize those are not true. Let me give you an example. When I went to that course in 1989, I had a deep fundamental belief that people don't care. That people only care about themselves. And if they get close to you, they're going to hurt. Now that was based on experiences with my mom, my dad left. Now, I don't walk around the world saying that. No, that was unconscious. Went to the Life Success course, that popped up. That popped up in a big way. And I did one event at the Life Success course where I experientially knew that that was a lie. That at a very deep level, people deeply care about each other and in a world that's hard to sometimes. But the most important thing was the person I found out who cares a lot that I never believed did was myself. But not, this is not in a book. This is not, I was doing an event where I, there's a part of me that came out that cared more for people than I have ever cared about anything. And I was blown away by it. And what I realized is that's me. That's me. That's who I am. I care deeply and it's tough too. I got it. But what had been holding me back was my fear and my disbelief that I even matter. That is a life-changing moment. And it's changed my life since then. Then we take on leadership at a high level, personal leadership at a high level. And that is if you have a dream, if you have something big, if you truly want to make a difference in this world and you truly do want to impact it, just go. 
and you will. Once you do the life success course, you'll go. And not because of us, not because of the company, not because of the instructors. No, because there's something in you that's waking up saying, I can be more. I can have more. You just heard it a moment ago. You want to do more. You want to be more. You want to have more. You'll start waking that part up. And most likely you won't stop your journey of personal development. So you'll do whatever. Even past that, you'll do whatever. So go. <laughs> I hope I see you there too. And if you are on this call, my voice, I didn't know my voice could do that. Um, if you're on this call and you do decide to go and I happen to be the instructor, come up and say hi. All right, Kat. Wonderful. Now, do you have any uh, takeaways that you want people to leave with on leadership and contribution? Any takeaways that you have? Okay. Be committed to your growth. Be committed to your growth, meaning the only way to grow, I'm not talking physically, I'm talking mentality, maturity, is to take risks. That is the most important thing, is to take risks. If there's a part of you that's listening to this and then you have obstacles and you want to do this class, but you got money obstacles, you got time obstacles, most everybody on the planet does. The ones that are willing to take a risk are the ones that make something happen. So what risks are you doing today? What's, what are you going to do today that challenges you? What are you going to do that pushes the envelope? That's the most important thing we're going to do. If we're going to do something on a daily basis, it's to take risks. That's what neuroscience proved in 2012. You take risk every day, the endorphins, you know, all the feel good, the serotonin, the, the dopamine, all the good ones, they go up is when we challenge ourselves. Okay. So that would be one is every day. And then on a bigger scale, like I said earlier, what's the risk this year? What is your big risk this year? And if you haven't decided it yet, there's a fear there. There's a resistance there, and that's okay. But take a few minutes and declare what is your big risk this year. Mandatory. We, we just got to do it. Okay. And then the other one. So take risks. And then the other one is choose to be someone who wants to make a significant difference in other people's lives and, and find a way to cause people to think different. Think different about what's possible. You hear people say can't all the time. I can't afford it. We learn that. To be that one. Now, if you do, if that turns you on, if that be like, I'd love to do that, tell you what the easiest way to do it is. Open your mouth and invite them to the basic course. That's all you got to do. Seriously. That's all you got to do is to take someone in your life who not even who's struggling, but just who is in life and invite them. Invite them to this. Invite them to a class. Invite them to the guest event. And my, my way of doing it is very simply. You know what? I did a class or I'm doing a class or I just got out of a class that I find to be extremely valuable. And I think you might like it. You might dig it. Come check it out. Very simple. Let them come and say yes. Let them come and say no. It's okay. But you put somebody in the basic course and then you you walk out, right? You've already done the class. Now you can re-out it too. But you know what the point is? You have them go take the basic. They do the work. And then they realize that you were the person who was fundamental in them shifting the way that they think. You'll be one of the most important people in their lives forever. So risk and cause people to think different. Two biggest takeaways. All right, Kat. Perfect. Thank you. What an awesome call. 
Thank you so much, Tim, for sharing your insights with us tonight and taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for asking me, uh, PSI Seminars. I love you, and thank you all for being on this call. You are what I call the truth seekers. So congratulations, and thank you, Kat, again. Yes, uh, thank you to everyone listening in. And we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. If you're getting value from the PSI podcast calls, don't forget to rate us and post a review on iTunes. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, February 13th. We will be talking about how to get out of your own way. You can register now at PSILive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as upcoming dates and locations. That's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.